2: Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to this very special edition of The Squareball Podcast. I'm Dan Moylan. With me is Michael Normanton. Hello. And we're joined by Leeds United's Chief Executive Officer, Angus Kinnear. Angus, thanks for popping round. Pleasure. Um, so we're here just to have a really quick chat about the situation with season tickets and memberships. Can you Give us a little bit of an update about what's happened over the last week. It didn't quite pan out as you might expect or want.
0: Yes, we we upset some people um, unintentionally early on, but I think we've made up and uh, everyone understands where we are now. So from a phasing perspective, I think going out with a membership announcement early, which was which was done because the, the packs were about to be sent out, was, was the error. And I think we thought that everybody understood that season ticket holders were going to get priority, which they are going to get, and rightly so. Um, and really, we should have put the two... Uh, the two announcements out back to
1: back. But I think that's, you know, pretty much been cleared up now. Because I think it, it did cause that that anxiety among season ticket holders saying, hang on a minute, all these latecomers, these Johnny come lately to their £50 memberships,
2: what about my £600 season ticket? I think it's a reminder that you're, you're dealing with quite a damaged fan base, as much as things are good at the moment. If <laughs> no, people's I, first reaction is sometimes to think that things are terrible. It, it's
0: interesting, the, I met with the, the trust and we had a supportive advisory board and they said the same thing. They said, look, you just need to be... Really, really clear on these things because everybody, everybody has been a bit damaged by poor communication or or, or bad motives or just bad decision making. And um, clearly, the announcement wasn't uh, as uh, understandable as it should have been. But for us, season tickets holders, they are the priority. They'll always be the priority. We came out with the announcement. Uh, we, we were going to wait until after this weekend just to see how the the games went in terms of you know fans coming back. But I think we've now got a, a good degree of confidence that supporters are going to be back this season as Leeds either moves out of um, Tier 3 or um, as the general sort of macro health environment improves and we're in a position where you know, we can get the fans back in bigger numbers.
2: What do you make of the, the restrictions for 4,000 and 2,000? Because I know you've been quite critical of the, the government response in general. It seems to not make a huge amount of sense that you're allowed 4,000 people in, you know, in, t- in Spurs or in at Luton. It doesn't seem to make a great deal of sense. How many do you think we could get in Ellen Road safely?
0: I mean, the government talk about following the science, and yet they seem to have used a random number generator to come up with 2,000 or 4,000. It makes no sense. There's no logic behind it. You know, Clearly, it would have made much more sense to have the uh, the crowd capacities or the crowd numbers linked to capacity. That hasn't happened. And I think we're in a position where perhaps earlier in, in the pandemic, we wanted the government to come back with a more structured plan and have proper numbers. And you know, in fact, the Premier League were perhaps against going back to the two thousand level because they said, "Look, we need to be at twenty five percent to make it to make it meaningful." But the Premier League as a collective decided that we just the biggest step we can make is go- going from no fans to some fans. And when we get some fans back, we're then in a better position to have a dialogue about what those numbers should be. So whilst it's a frustratingly small step, and it's particularly frustrating because it doesn't include Leeds United at the moment. We think getting some fans back is the is the first step on the journey to getting to getting the crowds back in, in full. And similarly, you know, we also I know Marcello has spoken about uh, how he thinks from a sporting integrity perspective, it's not great to have supporters at some games and other games. And, and we would agree with him on that. But I think again, we have to make the decision on the basis of what's good for the club and the league. And that's that if Chelsea can have two thousand back this weekend, then
1: we think that Leeds will be following shortly after. Can you explain to us a little bit about? The pathway of communication, because I think that's one thing we struggle to understand. That we get the information from the club, but where do you get the information from? Is it the Premier League? Is it the government? Most of it comes from the Premier League. So
0: the Premier League have been canvassing on our on our behalf, and we think that's the best way to go around it, rather than having separate separate dialogues. So. The Premier League have regular meetings. They sit on all the big committees. There's a, um, you know, there's a sort of sports science committee, which is how do you get support, supporters back quicker. They sit on that. They're represented on that. There's some select committee meetings that they're in, and they come back and present to us the latest updates, and then all the clubs' feedback with how we think they should they should move forward. So, you know, yesterday we had we had a you know debate in the meeting around. Um, you know, the protocols, and everybody agreed the protocols, they were unanimously voted in. And I think so as a collective, the Premier League now is, you know, we need fans back. We're going to do whatever it takes to, to get them back. But we view this very much as a, uh, as a as a first step. And I think there's now a degree of confidence that, um, you know, with mass testing and, and hopefully with the vaccine, that come the end of the season, we could be looking at um, at full capacities again.
2: At the sort of 2,000, 4,000 levels, does the club make any money on that? Or is it is it, more, truthfully, is it more of a pain in the arse than than anything else but it's worth. It's a worthwhile step but financially and logistically it's a bit of a nightmare.
0: Financially and logistically it's, a, it's an absolute pain in the ass. It's only about getting the fans back and allowing a small number of people to, to enjoy it to start with but really for it to be a step for bigger crowds to come back. I think actually when fans do come back at the 2000 and 4000 level they're going to be really disappointed because the learning for me is you know I've been able to go to the games and, uh, and seeing some wonderful football but it's not the game I fell in love with. It's like watching an under-23 match. It feels soulless. You know, you're missing the people you want to be there. You know, you, you know, I wanted Rafinha to wheel away to 3,000 people not practicing social distancing in any in, in any sense in in the corner, and he didn't. He, you know, he ran around to an empty crowd. So I think as people come back, I know fans last night at you know an Arsenal Luton say it was good to be back but it's a very different experience and so for, for i think everybody all the fans just have to realize it's a small step on the uh, on the journey back to full crowds and that's why i think we just we're just asking for their cooperation in terms of um a how the allocations work out because we've got 24,000 season ticket holders and we're going to have 2,000 tickets if we get into into tier 2 and so 22,000 people are going to be disappointed and then when they do come back, they're not going to be sitting in their normal seats. They're not going to be able to sit as close to friends as they wanted to. There's going to be complications in terms of temperature checks and questionnaires that they're going to have to fill in. I just think we're just asking for their sort of a their, their kind of commitment and patience through something which is not going to be which is going to be far from ideal.
2: In the early stages, is it going to be a case of just the stand being open? To so, because you could you could fit that many people in in a single stand, or are you going to spread people across the whole thing?
0: So we've, we're looking at two scenarios. One is is uh, just the stand. And then one is um the three stands but not the west. So what we do know is that the the west will be kept as the red amber zone. It works very well from a playing perspective. So it keeps all the players, all the players safe, all the media safe. That bit works well. So it's whether they we, we put people in one stand which um might be easier. But ideally we'd like them spread across three because we think we can that demonstrates that there's there's more room for more
1: supporters to come back. I'm interested to know in terms of the, the timescales that you're working to when you get a directive or information or instruction from the Premier League how long do you have in terms of time to, to turn that into communication to support us is it a matter of hours is it, is it days is it a week it's uh, it's hours um, the, the way things are moving at the moment you
0: know the, the position just shifts so uh, so quickly so you know the, the Premier League in the same position as the rest of the country they, they don't know what the shifts going to be from lockdown to tier one or to you know or, or to the tiered system when the tiered system do, does kick in the Premier League don't immediately know what that's going to mean for football so there's still questions you know asked and we've had that in terms of you know what levels does it go down to and what does it mean for grassroots football and what does it mean for girls football so they have to work through those issues quite quickly and then it ends up with us and and we have to take that direction so you'll have seen for some of the teams that played over the last few days actually it came as at too short notice to get fans back at all even if they were in tier, in tier two so you know Luton could only get a thousand, a thousand people in, even though they were allowed two thousand because uh because they couldn't get agreement from their the safety advisory group and the local council to go up to two thousand. So it's really moving kind of quickly, and we might be in a position where Leeds, you know, comes out of a tier and we have a game the next day, and we're not in a position to adjust and get the supporters back quickly enough. But we're ready to react as quickly as we can, and um, you know, we think with um, with two to three days notice, we can get an allocation of tickets out and uh, and get supporters back in.
1: The safety, it's the SAG, the safety yeah. advisory group, that's the group of people who determine the licensing, isn't it, about the, uh, they give you the certificate f- to allow the ground to open, just for clarity. Yes, that's right. So they will say, you can do this on any particular day, you have the ability to open the ground and trade as a football club with supporters in, in the in the building.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, this is where the, it becomes more complicated because you get central government guidance, but then you're also under the jurisdiction of your, of your local council, and then also have the safety advisory group. So you have to get all of those groups aligned. And I know some... Some clubs are, you know, finding that there being extra restrictions imposed by either their safety advisory group or the local council. So, you know, things like you shouldn't sell tickets to people who are coming from, who have addresses in in tier three areas
1: and, and complexities like that, which we'll we'll have to manage through. Well, good luck with it. So the overarching message is season ticket holders first, and then we'll take care of members. And hopefully we get somewhere back towards normal, towards the end of the season. And then we look ahead to next season. Hopefully things looking a lot brighter for next year.
0: Yeah, I, I've got a high degree of confidence that we'll be we'll be back to normal for next season. But even at the back end of this season, which is why we went out to members, we think we're in a position where we know that not all season ticket holders will want to come back this, this season. So if we can get capacities at half or two thirds, then there could be allocation for members. But season ticket holders should rest assured that they will be in the ballot first. They will be able to apply for the ballot. So if they don't want to come, they don't have to. They will be able to come with family and friends and apply in those groups and that any games that uh, they come to this season will be added to their season ticket price for next season, so the season ticket rolls over, and we're also able to confirm that um, the that prices would uh, stay frozen for the for the tenth year in a row, which I think is good news.
1: Great stuff. Thank you, Angus.
0: The Square Ball Podcast.